Welcome everybody to episode 19 of the Art of Marketing podcast webinar series with your friends at Applied Art. Today we are welcomed with a guest, which we'll introduce in a second, but we have our regulars, George Chris, one of our partners, and Shannon Quinn, our biz- business development manager. And I'm Ryan and I'm in marketing. And our guest today, uh, we're talking about unleashing the human potential with um, Todd McDonald from ATW Solutions. Todd, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And uh, just as a brief introduction, maybe you can just tell the folks a little bit about who you are and what you do, and uh, we can kind of get into the topic after that. Sure, absolutely. Um, Todd McDonald, um, I'm I'm spent most of my life in in organizations helping them with uh, human resources and training, and uh, was a human resource director for an international manufacturing company. Was a training director for a financial holding company here in the United States. Um, did some other work, and then 22 years ago. Uh, they're just starting our 22nd year now. Um, I started a company called ATW Training, and we have we have 12 employees, and we we work with organizations, as you said, Ryan, to unleash the human potential uh, in those organizations because we we believe that organizations, you know, are only as good as their people. You can have the greatest vision in the world, you can have the greatest product in the world, but if you don't have the people. To, to, to make them a reality, uh, then you're not going to be as successful, you know, with it. So we help our organizations unleash their human potential. We work with organizations that understand the importance of, of hiring and training and retaining those individuals so that they can become that, that employer of choice that people want to, want to go, want to go work for. So started the company about 22 years ago. I've got a great team here. Uh, we've got 12 full-time individuals. Um, you know, obviously before, before COVID, um, and, and everything, we were doing a lot of face-to-face sessions and, and obviously training is one of those industries. I think I was looking the other day on a, on a, uh, some type of uh, report that came out of, of all the industries and which industries got, got hurt the worst. And they had 64 industries you know, listed and obviously restaurants and bars were, you know, one of the hardest hits. And then you went into airlines and then you went into hotels and guess what was number four? Uh, it was, it was training and, and, and education. And so obviously we've, we've been hit, but actually we, we've done, we've done real well. I'm happy with where we are as an organization. Things have picked back up. Um, but last year in 2019, we did about 700 training sessions, most of them here in, in central Iowa. Uh, but we do uh, also uh, work outside this state and, and across uh, across the United States with with some some companies as well. So um, that, that's just, just a little bit about us. Sure. And, and when you talk about training, you said it's a lot of more in person, but what types of different subjects do you guys train on? Is it anything business related or leadership marketing? Like what types of subjects do you guys mainly cover? Yeah, pr- primarily what we would cover would, would be something that the typical person would call it soft skills. Uh, we don't like the term soft because we don't think that 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 the skills that we talk about are soft. Uh, they're essential skills. So we call them essential skills. And so we're talking about things such as leadership. You know, how do you how do you continue to be a great leader in an organization and how do you build those emerging leaders in your organization and, and the managers? Uh, so we, we have what we call the core four leadership, teamwork because you want to work better together as a team. Uh, customer service, it's, it's all about serving your customers and doing a good job about that. And then communication makes all those things happen. So our core four, leadership, teamwork, customer service, and communication skills. And you mentioned, you know, we, yes, we, we do a lot of face-to-face, but obviously um, with, and, and we'll get into some of the, the statistics here later with our latest trends and talent development survey. But, um, you know, most recently we've been doing a lot, you know, obviously like everyone, virtual. And we were actually doing virtual prior Prior to 
uh, prior to COVID. Uh, so we've just, we've, you know, I'm not going to use that P word. I'm tired of it. Um, we were able to, to, you know, <laughs> transition into, you know, moving that area up just a little bit more. Todd, I wanted to ask a question that I think is relevant is with the way the world is right now, the state of the world, are you finding, are you being brought in? I would imagine tensions can be high within some companies and organizations. Are you going in and doing any kind of crisis management or crisis training for either leadership or or team leads that are struggling to communicate with their employees? It, It seems like tensions might be, might be kind of high. Do you do any of that? Yeah. One, one of the, one of our most successful programs is, is around, you know, how do you have difficult conversations? And, you know, we, we kind of, we're, we're a little bit weary of going in and saying, okay, we're, we're here to help you with crisis communication. Cause that puts everybody on edge. Oh my God, we're in, we're in crisis mode around here. Uh, but we do talk about how do you drive those difficult conversations? How do you have conversations when, when maybe the emotions are high, you know, the, the, the impact of, of the results of the, the conversation are going to be high. So whether yeah. you know, we have one program on crucial conversations, we have another one on driving difficult conversations, um, but but yeah, we have a lot of that, and 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 I think this is a time. Um, we we also do one I think that fits really well in, into that, Shannon, around emotional intelligence. Because I think, mm-hmm. you know, how do you take, you know, how do you understand, you know, I would like to say, and I almost caught myself, I had to catch myself there because I said, how do you take the emotions out? Well, you can't really take emotions out. What you can do <laughs> is you can control those emotions and you can be emotionally intelligent. So uh, the driving difficult conversations and emotional intelligence are, are two big programs right now. Do you think companies and organizations realize when they have a need or is it really just a matter of your salespeople having really good timing and having a good pitch? How often do you get called in? You know, we, we get called in, you know, quite a bit right before I, I, I came in here, we were just, you know, a couple of my folks came in and say, we just had a conversation with, with this organization and they're looking at doing this, this, and this. And, you know, that had been a little bit of our, you know, you know, basically staying in touch with them. And I think that's a big part of, of sales today is, is really maintaining the relationships mm-hmm. right now. I mean, honestly, you know, we, we have to understand that, that, that training to a point can get put on the back burner. All right. And, and we can push all we want. And, and, and we can talk about, hey, you need to continue to do this. But, you know what, we have organizations that are just struggling, you know, out there. And, you know, and, and I understand that. So they, they can't just start, you know, you know, putting all their money, you know, towards a training when, frankly, it's about keeping people on board. So uh, we, we, we like to work. We, one of the things that we say is we like to find the organizations that understand the importance of training. And so they understand it so, and we can provide it. And then that makes it a very good relationship. Well, and I think the same can be said for marketing, George, and I know you can chime in on this because people, you know, you said you're on a list number four. I think marketing's up there probably pretty high, too, where people are yep. conserving their dollars and viewing things, mm-hmm. you know, ranking what's important and what's mm-hmm. critical and what's not. And, and part of our conversations regularly is the key is to not become conspicuously absent during this difficult time. You, you have to still have a presence. And so we have those conversations as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And George can, can chime in there, but that's, that's, those are the two that I usually, when, when I talk to people, I said, you know, the two things that get cut first out of an organization's budget are typically training and marketing, you know, and, and, and mm-hmm. to a point, you know, and in some cases I always try to try to talk about, you know, the importance of keeping both of those. You need <laughs> to keep, you need to keep out there in front of people because frankly, right now, if, if they're not hearing from you, they're probably wondering, 
you know, whether you're even still out there. I've been looking, I, I was on a search for an organization today and I can't find them on the website and I can't find them, you know, through, through other things and I'm Googling them and, and I just can't find, I can't find them. You got to stay out there. You got to stay out there in, in front of the, you know, in front of folks these time, these days. You know, it seems to me that training is really important right now because the way we work in the last few months has changed so dramatically. But uh, Todd, you've been doing this for a while. I think the way we work has changed a lot over the last 10 years, you know, with social. I mean, we're communicating more with Slack and all those tools. In terms of the four core skill areas, are people getting worse at those? Or does your training have to be different to take these new channels into account? How is that all affecting um, mm -hmm. people's ability to, to conduct business? Yeah, you know that, that's a great question, and actually one I haven't haven't heard before. So let, let me walk down them. You know, when you when you think about you know one of the core four leadership, how is how is the last how has that changed in the last ten years? Uh, obviously, you've got you know you've got different generations that have come into the workplace. You've got the whole issue of how do you lead a, a remote you know workplace? Um, the whole the whole connectivity you know, issue of balancing work and life. Uh, you got the diversity aspect of, of everything. So, you know, those are all changes, you know, for, for leadership in there. Mm -hmm. um, you can go to teamwork and you, and you can think about the teamwork and that, that the need for collaboration across organizations. You know, we'll go into to organizations and talk about their teams. And if you go into a department, they'll say, hey, we got a great team. And it's that 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 team that goes up and down. But then I'll start mm -hmm. to talk about, well, how do you work with the other groups, the other teams, that that cross-functional collaboration? And I think that's 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 a bigger issue, you know, with within organizations with that. Uh, you know, communication. You know, we're, we're sitting here today and we're talking with, with four tiles up here where in the past it was walking out and, and knocking on a door or sticking your head in a, in a cubicle or something and, and saying, you know, let's talk. And um, while this is very functional and, and, it is, and it's great, we miss some of those opportunities to have some of those social conversations where you just build build relationships you know, and, and things. So I think it's, it's really good. And, and customer service, I, I think just, you know, customers are becoming, you know, expecting a much higher level of customer service. You know, I always, you know, talk about that, you know, you know, talk to, to our folks and say, look, our product knowledge has got to be at 150% because if they mm -hmm. can go to our website and find it out better than actually calling you, I, you know, I, I want them calling you. So you have an opportunity to talk with them, not just going to our website. Sure. Very interesting. What what is the number one thing that people are struggling with? You know, obviously, you know, we're we're talking right now about. You know, I mean, we're talking about a time that nobody has ever. Most of the people in the workforce now have never faced a time like we're facing right now. You know, I, I'm I'm 55 years old. You know, so I've been in the work workforce. I mean, since I was a teenager, and I've never seen something like that. And so people are struggling to, 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 to see how, how does this all fit together? You know, you got some, you know, Ryan asked me up front, you know, before, as we were getting started here, Hey, are your employees in? Well, yeah, some of, you know, you know, we're inviting everybody in. Some of them have chosen to stay at home a little bit and, but you've got other organizations that, that are saying, well, we're not going to bring people in until, you know, January. We got some organization, I heard an organization last night saying, we're not going to bring them in until that we know that there's a vaccine and everybody has been vaccinated and some things. And so the, 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 the biggest struggle that I see people having right now is our workplace has changed. 
and we're trying to figure out how do I make this work? You know, and, and, you know, whether it's, you know, you're, you're doing, you know, the, the Zoom meetings all day long, you know, and, and we've got, you know, it's, it's nine hours of Zoom meetings or eight hours of Zoom meetings and we're getting so tired, you know, of that. And, and how do we have a little bit of fun, you know, in, in the environment and how do we recognize each other in the environment? I think there's just a lot of challenges right now because we have this new workplace. Well, I think it's interesting, um, Todd, you mentioned like the, just getting fatigued out by Zoom. I remember there at a, there was a time when, I think I had a, a call or something when, when it was years ago and you get kind of like, Oh, I got to get on camera. Like I got, you know, you gotta, you're getting all set up and everything. Now it's just like commonplace. You just turn your camera on. You're like, what's up? And you just, you know, it's just very common. Um, has there been in some of the trainings you guys have been doing, has that been one of the things is trying to navigate that the new technology, but then also just the, how do you, how do you manage people remotely? How do you, you know, manage or, interact with your team and all these types of things when you can't physically go into their office, knock on their door, stick your head in their cubicle. Yeah. Well, I think the first, I think the first thing it probably assures everybody is everybody's wearing pants, right? Cause that's the first thing. Let's all get dressed. Yep. Yep. Let's make sure that there aren't any accidents in that regard. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And, 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 you know, we, we've had our share of, you know, dogs that will come in and, and, and bark <laughs> and kids that will come in and, and, and put their head on their, their mom or dad's shoulder or something like that. Or, you know, th there's all been all kinds of fun issues. I had, you know, I, I did a session one time and, and the, the gentleman not, you know, he didn't know it, but he was, he was actually sitting out on his deck in the sun. It was in the spring. So it was a nice, it was like April or May when a nicer day and he was sitting out there. He forgot that he had his camera on and he was just laying back, you know, with his head back, and, you know, in the sun and enjoying things. And he was actually paying attention, but he didn't really realize that he had his camera on and everybody was kind of laughing at him. Sure. sure. You know, I, I, think, I don't think there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a little more of a human element. You know, we're all in this together and doorbells are going to ring and dogs are going to bark. And that's, I think that's okay. I've had mm -hmm. really, uh, I've been able to probably connect on a deeper level with some of the folks I'm talking to, because we just get right to it. It is, mm -hmm. it is what we, what we're doing. Everybody's yep. in the same boat. Yeah. You know, I think, I think Ryan, you, you talked a little bit about how do we, you know, the, the use of the technology and that, you know, people are becoming more comfortable, you know, with, with the technology, uh, you know, you know, we, we use, you know, we use zoom, we use teams, you know, meetings, you know, we use, you know, go to webinar. We have, we have, uh, we have, uh, Oh, WebEx, you know, and some different, there's all kinds of different technologies and, and, and you guys are on a different technology even today, but so many of them have some of the same functionality. So it's getting to the point where you can kind of, kind of walk your way and kind of figure out some of the things. And I think the key thing with virt you know, virtual learning is, is we've, we've been looking at a virtual learning, virtual training. And, you know, I always talk about it, you know, I'll go into an organization, we'll be talking about different things and, and something about, you know, meetings will come up. And, and and I'll ask them the question. Well, you know, do you do you do you like meetings or you hate meetings? And everybody puts up their hand. I I I hate meetings. I hate meetings. And then you know, I'll talk with them. I say, you don't hate meetings. You hate bad meetings. And virtual learning is kind of the same. You know, there's some some you know, there's some bad virtual learning you know out there where it's just that you know the the person that will stand up there and talk for 30 minutes and it just you know there's no engagement there's no nothing it's that 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 asynchronous you know approach to it uh, but there's also some really good you know meetings when you use the technology the, the way it should and and you know we, we really try to push ourselves to be on that that good into that continuum when we do that uh, have, have you find that that people um 
learn as effectively virtually as they did when you were meeting in person? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think if, if, the, if the session is done right, I think that virtual can, can be a great learning experience. Um, it can be just about as good. In fact, you know, you know, I was talking with a group the other day and they were talking about, you know, what's your approach to, you know, doing the virtual learning and, and the design of the virtual learning. And, and I said, well, we never forget what we do in the classroom. You know, what is it that you do in the classroom that people really like? You know, you, you get the engagement, you get people talking, you get them discussing, you know, some of the type of things. You get them role playing and practicing and doing different things. And I think a lot of people, when they, they look at virtual learning, they, they say, well, we can't do those type of things. You know, it's virtual. Well, you can. And it just, it just takes a little bit of work, you know, to, to, to do that and, and a training platform that will allow you uh, to do that. We, we, you know, through WebEx and I think I know Zoom does it and, and go to training does it. And, and a lot of those things you can do breakout rooms. Okay. You just got to, you got to figure it out and you got to get comfortable with doing, doing those type of things. And, and you got to get your participants comfortable with it. We usually spend, you know, if, if we have a, a session that starts at nine o'clock, we invite everybody in around eight forty-five, and we just run through the tools with them, mm-hmm. you know, and say, okay, here's how you're going to, you know, when we ask you to, to grab some screen and type on the screen, here's what you do. You go up here and you do this. And when we ask you to, to give us a, a check mark or a heads up or a, a thumbs up or something like that, here's how you go do that. So part of it is teaching people how to use the technology. Yeah. Todd, let's talk about your programs a little bit. Cause we were talking earlier about, you know, from a marketing perspective, people are, if they're cutting budget dollars and not allocating to training and marketing, one of the things that we go back with is you don't have to do the entire piece. You can do pieces and parts. We can do it in phases. We can make it manageable for you. So in terms of your programs, when you're going in, are you going in doing day-long sessions? Is it a lengthier contract? Why don't you talk about how you're approaching that with your mm-hmm. folks? Well, I'm, I'm going to take a step back even a little bit further than that. So when we look at our products and services, we have the ability to do face-to-face. We have the ability to do virtual. And we actually have the ability to do custom. You know, if somebody just wants a very specific message, you know, pushed out, new, a new process, a new procedure, a product knowledge, those type of things, um, we can push those, we can push those type of things out. And then we, we try to blend some of those things together. You know, typically when, when we look at, when we look at, you know, unleashing human potential, you know, it's like, you know, it's like anything else. You're not going to become a, a superstar baseball player or a, a superstar dancer or anything else overnight. You know, you can, you can, you Go to that one-day workshop, and and you can get something out of it, um, but really, you, it's going to take more, you know, more time. You know, John Maxwell, you know, uh, you know, most people know him as as one of our uh, you know big authors of the day that talks about. It. He said, you know, uh, developing as a leader is a journey. Okay, it starts today, but it you know continues day after day. You need to continue to build, and so you know we we talk about and, and I always have to be careful about this because we do do the one days. That's just what some people have. That's the only time they have. That's the only budget they have, and we're going to do the best we can do. Um, most of my team they always give me a bad time because I've 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 used the same analogy for the past twenty two years, and that is the Gatorade dump versus the Folgers drip. And, and you know, if you think about it from the standpoint that you have, you know, I watched the football game last night and it wasn't a big game, but a Super Bowl game or something like that. And, you know, the, they, they win and they dump the Gatorade on top of the coach. And, and, the, and the thing to think about is how much sticks on the coach and how much gets wasted on the ground. And I think sometimes that's that one day training session that we we try to push so much at someone that they can only soak in so much. 
And what we really like to do is we like to do the kind of that, that Folgers drip approach, your drip coffee maker, where what we do is we'll, we'll do them shorter. Maybe they're one hour, maybe they're two hour, maybe they're three hours, but we'll do them over a period of time. Now, our best-selling training program is our management development program. It's a six-month blended learning training program that includes in-person classroom sessions, uh, live virtual learning on topics. Uh, we, we send out some podcasts for them to listen to. There's a couple book reads. There's an e-learning you know, program in there. And over six months, they spend about three to four hours a month. You know, on, on different things. And at the end, so then, you know, the first month they learn some things and then that builds into the second month and then that builds into the third month. And what you're doing is you're just layering what they're learning and kind of like filling out the coffee pot. And so by the time they're done, the, the, their coffee pot is filled up and they've been able to collect and to retain more of that information. So you know, I'm, I'm firmly in belief that, you know, very few times do we go in and just do one session for an organization. It's how do we split this up? How do we make this? How do we apply it, you know, within, within the organization? That's awesome. Do you, do you typically, is it mainly executive coaching or is it team members or a blend of both? Uh, when people reach out, is it often my people need help rather than I need help or vice versa. Is it like help me and not my team? Like what's, what's typically when people reach out, where, where does that come from? Well, I always have to grin, you know, grin a little bit about that because, you know, um, and, and I have to be careful because I, I, I am the president of my organization, but it, you know, it seems like, you know, the, the, that top layer, you know, don't feel, I, I don't need to be trained uh, with it, but my, my people, my, my people need to be trained. <laughs> Uh, when in, in a lot of cases they do need to be trained. Um, what we, we try to do is we don't talk about training. We, we do workshops for executives, you know, where they can, where we can facilitate their thoughts and ideas and their thinking about their organizations. Um, but, but mostly it, you know, typically our sweet spot would be that middle level manager on down within an organization. You know, as I said, with our core four, we're not getting fancy. You know, we, we, we're just going to go in and we're going to, we're going to help you have that, build that foundation of great customer service, great working together as a team, communicating well with everyone, and let's continue to build your, your leaders over time. What, what, what type of um, questions do you typically get for certain industries? Like what, I guess, what are the main industries that you serve in, in the Iowa area and even outside of Iowa, if you guys serve other markets? Yeah. So, so we work with, and, and basically about every industry. In fact, I, I think in a couple of minutes, we can go to our um, trends and talent development survey and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit, but you know, we had, um, you know, we had, as far as that, that survey, we had about 117 different countries or countries, 117 different respondents across the state of Iowa in 30 different industries. So right there, you know, it tells you how many industries that, that we're in and, and what's, what's what we're doing. I think, you know, when we look at, at us and, 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 and what's going on in the state of Iowa, you know, manufacturing is obviously a, a big part uh, of our, 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 of Iowa uh, finance and insurance is a big part of Iowa. The thing is, though, most of those organizations, when it comes to people issues, it's the same issues. It, it's the same issues as that, hey, I gotta, I've got somebody that's been promoted into being a new manager. They were really good at their job. They've never been taught how to be a manager, how to set goals, how to have a coaching discussion. And I don't care whether you're in banking or whether you're in finance or whether you're in construction or whether you're in healthcare you know, every manager is, is going to need some of those, some of those same things. Now, when you get down into some of that custom, 
you know, custom development. Um, you know, we had we had somebody that that uh, an organization that is in the in the in the roofing business. Uh, you know, providing products for roofing the other day, and they were they were talking about a certain thing that uh, the roofers had to be able to learn how to do. And you know, they they sent us this two minute video of somebody doing it on a roof, and you know, it was actually pretty good. And we looked at it and and said, okay, well, what do you what do you need with? It? And they said, well, we need it to be twenty seconds because they're standing on top of a roof and they're watching it on their telephone. And, you know, we're not, you know, they're not going to stand up there and go through a training session on top of the roof. They just need to know how to do those type of things. So that's where I, I think that a lot of, you know, organizations can really start to use the training. I mean, it, it's becoming almost of that, you know, let, let's Google how to do this job, you know, type, you know, type, you know, thing in, in, <laughs> within organizations of, you know, and we, we've done it for several, you know, some very large uh, production organizations uh, in agriculture, primarily, uh, where they have a whole production system. And, you know, they're bringing people in to, to run certain machines. And, you know, so, you know, they, they need to know how to do those. So how do you document that? How do you, they put a kiosk right there out there on the floor that says, hey, I'm going to do a, a changeover on this machine. How do I do it? And they can go over and they can push a button. And, you know, it says, here's your 10 steps in, in doing that changeover on the machine. So I think there's, there's that side of, of things that, that, that different industries are going to, are going to need. I think George is sharing your uh, uh, trends yeah. and talent development. Let's, let's share some of the highlights of those with us, if you will. Yeah. I'm going to kind of change my look here so I can see it a little bit better with it. Uh, I wanted you guys' faces to be, be bigger there for a while. You know, when, when you look at, when you look at this, and so we, this is the 14th year that we've, we've done this survey and we send it out to, you know, some different organizations and, and we, we just get feedback from them. It's, it helps us as an organization and we give it to, to them. And if anybody on the line would like to have, or if you're watching this video, all you've got to do is reach out to us and we'd be happy to share a copy of it with you. But we just want to get a handle on things. And so this, this time we put it out in, in August. We just released it as of the taping of this yesterday, um, 117 people, 30 industries, as I said. And, and, and here were some of the top things. The key finding number one that we put in there is, you know, more employees are working remotely. And that, you know, that's kind of, you know, when we released that yesterday, everybody just kind of nodded their head and, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, we are. Um, the interesting thing that I would point out here is that when we did this survey last year, back in 2019, back in 2019, already 70% of companies said that, hey, in 2020, we're going to have people working remotely. They had no idea this pandemic was going to happen. So the shift was already going towards allowing some people to work, mm -hmm. to, to work virtually. What has happened with the pandemic is it just pushed it forward that fast. Now, I had a conversation with with a, a local leader of an organization. Oh, it's been a couple months ago. It was probably May when I had it. And we were talking about employees working at home. And he said, you know, I spent 23 years telling people that we were not going to allow them to work at home because they couldn't be productive. And he said, in 60 days, they've proven me wrong. He said, because we're, we're running our organization from home. So, you know, that, that fundamentally has changed. So, you know, here, 88% of companies, you know, said that they're going to have people working at home next year, which obviously is an issue for us is how do we provide that training when somebody is sitting right. at home or half of them are sitting at home and half of them are in, half of them are, are in the office. Yeah. I think, you know, underneath of that, if you, if you look, you know, down in there, I'll find my little, uh, I'm not going to try to do my annotations because I forgot how to erase it last time. But if you look at how it's talent development provided, you know, within, within the organization, you can, you can look at it here. I'll just, I'll, whoops. I'm going to go back here. 
I hit the wrong one. Yeah. So I, I lost that. So let me go back here. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Nope. That's fine. That's fine. I just won't try to do it here. But, but if you look at it and, and say that you know, when we talk about how is talent development provided right there, you can just stop right there, George. Um, mm-hmm. How is talent development, you know, going to be done? You know, there's, you know, 73% of them, you know, said that they're going to attend scheduled webinars, which is, you know, just that live virtual learning. And, but then they're also going to have, you know, some hybrid sessions where they have some people sitting in the classroom and some, some night and e-learning courses and things. So it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's just going to be all over the board with how we're trying to provide uh, some of the training. The, you know, the key finding number two, what are the biggest challenges? Well, converting classroom content, you know, that, that's a big deal. There, there's a lot of organizations out there that have just said, okay, well, we do this three-hour training program on how to set goals. And so I'm just going to take my PowerPoints and I'm going to jump on and I'm just going to do them. Well, that's where our, that, that's where we're leaning towards that bad virtual training because what you do in a classroom doesn't always work, you know, virtually. So you got to take some time and, and convert that. You know, we've already talked about using technology, you know, virtually. And then the big part, and I think that interesting, the, the third point, you know, down there at the bottom of the first page, convincing leaders about the, the capability and effectiveness of remote training. We had a lot of customers. And in fact, I, I can probably, probably five or six customers that we talked about, you know, that said, you know, we're going to use this as an opportunity. We've been pushing this whole idea of let's do virtual training. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a company that has, you know, has a headquarters in Ames, but they're in five different counties, you know, around it. And instead of having everybody drive in, boy, if we could just jump on for an hour and do a virtual session that way, but they could never get their organizations to say yes to it. And they said, we're going to use this as an opportunity to really show that this can be that this can be productive with it. So then George on, on the top side of that first page there, if we go back up for just a second, I think the interesting thing about budgets, you know, here, and you could look at this in, in a good way or a bad way. 50% of the companies say that they're going to hold their budget steady. Um, and 27% said they're actually going to go up. So that's about 77% that says we're going to hold it steady. We, we believe in it. Um, and, and it's going to stay there. But typically, if you go back and you look at past years, usually that number is 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 in excess of ninety percent that it's either going to stay steady or go down. So, I really look at this as as, as people are are saying, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna really be careful with what I do you know, in the next couple of years, you know, or next year, you know, as far as the budget uh, is concerned." And some of them are just going to say, "Look, I just don't think we're going to be able to do some things," um, and and that's. You know, that, that's understandable. You know, our job as an organization is to find those industries that have not been impacted as much and that are not going to be cutting their budgets and, and look at those. And, you know, that's, you know, two big, two big industries that have been huge for us has been uh, manufacturing and construction. You know, those industries really haven't slowed down. Construction is having a banner year with it. You know, we have, we have people that we work in the construction industry that says we would love to do training. We just have so much business we got to keep them on the wow. job. So now we're not faced with a budget issue. We're faced with a, a time issue. Uh, so those are some things. If we, if we go to that second page, just to highlight a, a highlight, a couple things in there. Um, uh, you know, Ryan, I think you were asking a little bit about what, what, what are some of the topics and what seems to be, you know, of interest to, to people out there. Um, you know, th- this idea of coaching skills, and this is not that one-on-one executive coaching. This is how do how do you teach managers on how to have conversations, 
you know, with their people? How do you provide feedback? And then, you know, based upon the type of feedback that you're giving and getting from your employee, then how do you coach them? Uh, and whether that goes into situational leadership or, or something else, but coaching skills has been for probably the last five to seven years, either our top, you know, top one or two topics up there. So it's all about that communication, you know, what the manager that has from their employees, the new one, and it's not going to be a surprise, but, but the new one that, that jumped into the top five this year was diversity. Now, obviously that's, you know, we're having a lot of issues, you know, social issues, you know, in, in our country right now and organizations are having to face those because, you know, I'll go back to, to, to construction as, as an example, uh, when you're on a job site and you have, you know, a lot of different, uh, diverse, you know, individuals working on the work, the work site, how do you get them working together? How do you get them communicating? How do you get them all looking at the positive side of what everybody brings, you know, brings to the table. And so I think that's, you know, that's a big thing. And then, you know, we've got some things on here on uh, the number three was leadership skills for emerging leaders and then career development and, and new employee orientation and new employee orientation is really interesting. You know, we, we've, we've been talking with, with organizations. I was talking with a new employee that, that I know that, that joined an organization, Oh, what was it about two months ago? And they still have not met their boss. They've still not went into the office, you know, or, or anything. How do you, how do you provide good orientation for an employee when you, you've never even seen them, you know, before, <laughs> you know, organization. And, and, and I'm not, I'm not saying that to saying that they're bad. That's just their situation. So yeah. how do you use, you know, some of the things that you guys do? How do you use some of the things that we do and help them uh, with, you know, ways of, ways of doing that? I think that that's huge. It's amazing. Um, yeah. And, and then the last one there, just, you know, what are, what are, what are people going to be spending money on? Um, this does come back to coaching for executives and managers. Um, when they look at that though, they're looking at that and, and that gets back into, you know, I talked a little bit about our design services area and being able to, to push that message to them a little bit. I think that that coaching for executives and managers, I think people are finally getting the message. You know, a lot of them will come to us, you know, in years past and still now, a lot of people would come to us and say, you know, look, you know, I've got, you know, I've got Joe here that just can't communicate very well, or he's a problem or something like that. And I apologize to everybody out there that by the name of Joe, um, <laughs> uh, there's nobody in particular that I'm looking at here, but, um, and they'll say, so, so what we want to do is we want to do a training program for all of our managers. And it's like, now, wait a minute, your, your problem is Joe, not everybody else. Now, oh, we're, we're just going to do it for everybody else. And hopefully Joe will get the message, you know, that he's the problem. <laughs> and, and it's like, no, that doesn't work. So I think they're, they're finally getting that message that, you know, coaching is not, you know, just for, you know, the president of the organization that, that, you know, that could go to the Wharton school of business or something like that. It, it's about that normal manager that might just be struggling on how do I best communicate, you know, with, with my team and how do I get my team to work together or how do I deal with different personalities uh, in the team. So you know, I think that's going to be a big thing that to continue to look for as we move down the road. Well, and you could always just cross sell your other program. Like, I don't think you want leadership training. I think you want having tough conversations. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Ryan, you can, you can come work for us anytime you want you know, with it. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what we're, you know, what we're trying to do. Um, but I, I think that that's an interesting comment though, because it is about, um, it is about finding the right solution for the organization. And sometimes you have to talk with, with the customer about what it is that they need, not just what they want. And, and that's well, that a tough conversa conversation, Shannon. We go, through, we go through the same thing. If somebody thinks they need a video or they think they need an enhancement to the website, the deeper conversation is often the tough love questions about what is it that you think you're missing? Because mm -hmm. 
it really, it isn't what you think it is. You're convinced that you need X when really the issue is three steps away from that. You're not even there yet, but it is the ability to ask those questions and to listen. That's going to reveal what the real issue is. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the questions that we'd like to ask our customers is, is if, you know, if you were to, to look ahead, you know, six months after this, this initiative that we're doing, what, what do you want people to be doing what do you want people to be saying? What do you want to be seeing in those people six months from now that you're not getting right now? And then right. that starts to lead us into what are the behaviors that we really need to be looking at trying to trying to, to modify? All great information. I think as we're heading to close, Todd, do you want to, folks that are interested in your services and want to talk to you about this or get a copy of this survey, how will they go about reaching you? Yeah, I would love to talk with with anybody out there. We we we're, we're firm believers. You know, we're we're an organization that has purposely chosen to to stay in in the Central Iowa area and focus on on Central Iowa. Um, you know, from from day one, we talked about that we really didn't want to be that training company that was jumping on airplanes all the time. Uh, you know, I did it for a while, and I'd, I'd meet the. I always used to joke, I'd meet the New York consultants, you know, in Chicago on their way to Des Moines, and I would meet them on the, on my way to New York uh, on that. And it's like, come on now, we 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 need to change this. And so, about seven years ago, we purposely said, let's just focus here. Now, as I mentioned at the very beginning, um, we do do some things, you know, down in Miami. We do we've done some things up in New York and Dallas and Nashville and 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 all over the place. But that's primarily because we have a contact here in Central Iowa. So, if anybody is interested. And in, in talking with us, we we love to sit down and and just have a cup of coffee and talk. And you can go to our website; uh, it's just atwtraining.com. All of our contact information is up there. The survey will actually be up is actually up there as well. So if they want that, uh, they can they can just they'll just find it in our training tools area up there. And actually, I think we have the last ten years of surveys up there that if they want to kind of compare how how it's changed over the years. Or um, you know, I always invite people to to reach out to me, and my email address is is Todd at atwtraining.com. So it's it's very easy, uh, very easy to do. Awesome. Before we close here, Todd, one last question. Um, if anybody is questioning how to unleash the human potential within their organization, what's one of your biggest uh, pieces of advice for them to start that conversation? Mm-hmm. Well, I will, you know, I, I always, you know, talk about it in, in if, if there was only one thing that I could tell people, you know, you know, there's three rules in real estate. The three rules in real estate are location, location, location. <laughs> um, the three rules in organizations, I think, are communication, communication, communication. It's so much of what we do is around communication. You know, you know, in leadership, we're talking about how do you communicate, provide feedback, and, and you do the coaching. And, and in teamwork, we're talking about how do you communicate collaboratively and, and look at the different things and how do you be emotionally intelligent. And customer service is about listening as, 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 much, as, as much as talking and the driving difficult conversations. So there's always this underlying thing that it, it's all about communication. And, and I, I think you can track back almost any problem that you're having in the workplace is back to, is, is back to communication. So, uh, you know, focus in on that. Do you think communication is easier or harder? No. Good advice. I think, I think it's actually, you know, it, it's interesting. The, the ability to communicate on all the different mediums is easier. Email is easy to use. Telephone you can still use. You can you know talk face to face. There's all kinds of different ways to do it. I think we get lost. I think we get lost in a lot of the technology, and nothing beats 
even just having a conversation like this, at least it's a live conversation. You can see, you can, you can, you can listen to the tone of voice. You can look at people's body language. Mm-hmm. You can understand the words that they're using. It, it comes back to that. I, th- I think email is a fantastic tool, but I think it's, it's, it's like that tool in the toolbox that gets overused. You know, it, yeah. it just, it's, it's used for too many. It's, the hammer is used for too many things. Sometimes you need something else. Yeah, well, and it's tough too, because sometimes it isn't only what you say, but how you say it. Mm-hmm. And via email, so much of that is subject to somebody else's perception and the mood they're in and mm-hmm. their misunderstanding and no opportunity to clarify or, or uh, you know, make it a little more personal. That's why it's, you know, I try to type emails like I would talk, hoping that that comes through and, and I'm still subject to somebody else, you mm-hmm. know, misunderstanding or misreading what you put together. So I get it. Well, you know, and, 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 it's, and it's really funny, too, because we, we laugh a little bit right now, but it's, it's, it's reality. Even when we're communicating now face to face, but we're, we're wearing a mask. Yeah. You know, I find myself joking <laughs> and saying something uh, and, and I'm, I'm smiling because I want them to know that this is just a joke. But then I forget I got a mask on and they're looking at me like, you, you just called me a what? You know, like, oh, wait, a minute, wait a minute. I didn't mean that. <laughs> You know, you're absolutely right when you have a mask on. Uh, okay, Brian, you want to wrap us up? Yep. Oh, sorry, George, did you, were you finishing a thought there? No, I was just saying, yeah, all, all you see is the eyes. We're actually doing a website for an eyewear company, so we think mm-hmm. it's a perfect opportunity. Yeah, you know, yep, you got to communicate with those eyes. Awesome. Well, I think that about wraps up our show today. Yeah. Um, if anybody's wanting to watch any of these episodes or past episodes, make sure to go to artofmarketingpodcast.com. We can check those things out. Um, thanks again, Todd, for being on the show. And Absolutely. we'll make sure that we link up all your information down below mm-hmm. the video and in the podcast show notes so they can track you down. Well, you guys keep up the good work over there. We, we really appreciate it and, and uh, look forward to talking with everybody else in, in, in a much better 2021. Uh-huh. Hopefully. Let's hope so. Thanks again, Todd. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Todd. Have a great weekend, everybody. Super interesting. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to the Art of Marketing podcast from Applied Art and Technology. If you liked the episode, make sure to give us a five-star rating and leave a review so we can help more listeners connect with their customers. See the show notes for access to our free 88-page video idea book filled with ideas for your next production. And to learn more about our company, visit our site at appliedart.com.